Welcome back to another episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It is a really eye-opening episode with a friend of mine, Sam, and she is a solo traveler and a digital nomad. She is going to be talking to us about solo travel, safety for females when solo traveling, as well as starting her very own online business and her own brand. Enjoy the episode today. So today I am very excited to have a special guest on the show today. We are going to be chatting with Sam Evans today. She is a 22-year-old founder and CEO of Lifestyle Redesigned, which is an all-encompassing brand, which we are going to get into a lot further today. Sam, thank you for being on the show. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. When you reached out, I was like, this is perfect. This is just like... I feel like we were destined to me, honestly. We're very Absolutely. similar in many ways. <laughs> yeah. So as a little bit of a background between both of us, I found Sam's Instagram account for her lifestyle redesigned business. And that name automatically resonated with me. I'm all about lifestyle design, as I call it. But I knew that what she was doing was something that I wanted to talk further about on the show. So we connected on Instagram and then I reached out to her and here we are today. I'm so excited to get into our topic. So the first question I want to ask you is, how did you know that a, tradi a traditional lifestyle was not something that you wanted? And where are you today in your journey of escaping that traditional lifestyle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first, I want to say thank you for the compliments. And I was going to say that the number one compliment I always get is on the name of the business. Um, I had come up with it. I, I was trying to combine the like the way that I was feeling in word form, and I couldn't figure it out. And then all of a sudden, lifestyle redesign just kind of like came to me. And um, the business all started as a podcast. And that's how I really like define the podcast as interviewing people who had redesigned their life from doing one thing to the next, because that has been something that I had been doing. Um, so thank you for the compliment. I also love the name. I think it's very just like, when you hear it, you know what it means, you know? Um, but to answer your question on how I knew I didn't want to like live just like the traditional lifestyle, I honestly figured it out when I went on my first just trip in general with no parents um I went to Guatemala with my school for like a mission trip it was more of like um volunteering in the mountains and stuff like that and it was a very very wholesome experience I had I didn't know anybody on the trip it was just a bunch of students from the school um and that's also kind of what sparked more of my independence leading into what I do today because I did it by myself, like I didn't have any friends that could have afforded to go on the trip or really wanted to go. That wasn't really like something that they um, saw for themselves. But I was like, this is right up my alley. I might as well. Um, and I went on that trip. It was like a week and a half. And when I tell you like that trip just brought something out of me that I didn't even know I didn't, I, I like learned something very, very new about myself. And it's crazy because now on every trip that always happens, I'm like, oh, I didn't even know I like that. Or I didn't even know I could do that or things like that. Um, So after I had gone on that trip, I came back home and I was like, maybe I want to like host volunteer trips or like do something like that. 
And then I was thinking like, but that's not really a normal job. Like that's not what people go to school for. That's not really something that I knew anybody who had done that. Um, But I was still like, you know, trying to get through classes and things. And then once I had graduated, um, which was just previously in May of this year, I just knew I was just like, I had had internships in the past and I had done all sorts of internships from like being the one that gets people coffee to like filing papers to writing social media posts. Like I was an intern from all different levels and I just didn't enjoy it. Like I, every internship that I got, I thought, you know, okay, one of these I'm gonna like, like I have to do this for the summer. I have to like something about it. And I never did. And then I just kind of started building up through my Instagram and starting to travel more, thinking that I would like discover myself as the cliche is. And it is honestly one of the most true cliches that I always say, because it's like every time I go somewhere, I do discover more things about myself. And yeah, that's just kind of how I realized like that traditional nine to five life was not really something that I enjoyed starting at a young age. So I knew that as I got older, I most likely was not going to enjoy it either. So I kind of just tried something new and it worked. And yeah, here we are. I mean, obviously still at the beginning of the journey, but I'm very excited for what the future holds. That's amazing. So in you saying that, and thank you for sharing all of that, I would love to ask, I I think a question that a lot of people get when they are starting out on this journey, or they know they want something else in their life, and they might have an inkling of maybe it's being a nomad, but I think a lot of things or something that often holds people back is what are their family and their friends going to think of them going to think of what they're doing. So how did you overcome that? Or were your family and friends alike, both pretty supportive of this kind of new trajectory that you wanted your life to go on? Yeah. Um, Honestly, thinking back to it, my family has always been supportive. So just to kind of get that off the bat, my mom had always been a big believer in like, doing what makes you happy, not necessarily what everyone else does. My mom has an associate's degree. She just went for two years um, to become, to start like teaching and doing daycare um, learning and things like that. And my dad didn't even go to college. So they also not necessarily lived an untraditional life, but they just didn't do what today's society is like very pressured to do. So my mom has always like brought us up like, okay, go to high school if you want to go to college go to college. You know what I mean? If you want to keep learning, keep learning. But if you don't, then you have to try something new. You can't just sit around and do nothing, but you don't necessarily have to do what everybody tells you to do after high school. So my family had always been on the supportive side and I did want to go to college and I kind of did want to get my degree and just figure more of myself out before I got into the real world. Because at 18, it was very hard to kind of figure out what I liked and what I didn't. So I kind of just took college as like an extra four years um, to figure that out. And here we are still not really knowing, but (laughs) that's just the life journey. Um, In terms of my friends, I did not have a single friend that really understood why I wanted to like go against everything that was normal or everything that was considered easy. You know what I mean? After you get your degree, you get a job and you live off of that job for a couple of years and you get a promotion and then you live off of that for a couple of years and you do it again and then so on and so forth. And that was kind of like the easiest way for them to see like how to continue to move forward. Whereas me, that was like something that I just 
I never pictured myself doing something like that. So I couldn't really relate to them. Um, so when I would bring stuff up, like, oh, I'm going on a solo trip or, oh, I just booked this flight. Now I got to figure out my plans and things like that. They were like, Sam, like, really, you know, is that really something you want to do? Are you sure? Blah, blah, blah. And it was like, for me, I just always thought I'm going to figure it out. Um, so in the friends department, it was definitely hard with my hometown friends, just because they weren't very, they, they weren't relating on the things that I really wanted to talk about. But when I did go on my first trip and I did meet people, I was like, wow, like my six friends from my hometown aren't the people that I want to surround myself with. These are the people I want to surround myself with. A lot of people that I had met when I was traveling had the exact same mindset at me. It was like at the exact same mindset as me. It was so refreshing to just like talk to someone who didn't think I was crazy. Wow. (laughs) Thank you for sharing (laughs) that. Um, That is really interesting because, you know, I think probably a lot of people who are on a similar journey have some people who are supportive, like your family, but then unfortunately there are a lot of the times people who are not supportive. And what I have personally found are those people who don't really understand what you're doing and why you want to move away from your home country and why you want to travel so much those people and I want to say honestly like almost 100% of them are no longer close connections or close friends that I have because our values in life just don't align and it is kind of unfortunate and maybe you've experienced that as well it is kind of unfortunate because at one point they were such a good friend to you but as I've gone on this journey and I'm sure as you have as well I have really found the people who I connect with and you know as I do different things in life and as I get older my values are changing and what I want in life is changing and that has been happening since I left my home country so you know those people who don't get it they kind of just go off to the wayside and it, it can be a little bit of a loss, but I choose to view it as a positive. I don't really like to have a bunch of clutter or drama in my life. So it just kind of simplifies things down a little bit more is what I have found. Yeah. I think it's also almost draining to keep those friendships alive because it's like you're continuously talking about the past as opposed to like motivation or things that are like coming up in the future and things like that because you have nothing else to relate on besides what you had gone through in the past together you know especially high school college memories things like that but after that it's like okay well I like I never like to be the smartest person in the room is what I like to say I never want to be the richest person in the room I never want to be you know what I mean I always want somebody else to be inspiring me that I'm around and have it um being around people who don't have the same values as me I just feel like completely, um, I don't even know the word, just completely like as an outsider almost, you know, but then when I am traveling or when I am surrounding myself and being places where people feel the same way, it's just refreshing and it just feels like, okay, this is where I'm meant to be, you know, and like, this is where I feel like my most self. 
Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And I love that. Um, you never want to be the smartest, the richest, the whatever else it may be in the room, because you always want to have that growth mindset. And I think a lot of nomads can relate with that. And so I love that you mentioned that as well. Um, so I would love to chat about your business, Lifestyle Redesigned. And I know you mentioned to me that you left a internship, nine to five job to kind of work, you know, six, seven, eight hours per day to become a nomad and work 24-7. So I would love to hear what you do within your business and why you love working 24-7 as opposed to that six or eight hour day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that was probably the biggest reality check that I got when I started my own business. Um, I know these days there is a lot of remote positions that are still technically the nine to five. So becoming a digital nomad is actually fairly simple. Um, but I also wanted to work on my own time and wanted to be my own boss. Like that was a very big goal of mine. Um, and so when I did start the business, like I had said, I started it as a podcast, which I'm still running just called lifestyle redesign podcast. And I was also doing other things on the side. So I was doing different social media management or social media management for different um, companies, I was planning different things, doing project management, business management, um, helping people like plan their trips. So I was like literally having like five or six different jobs while I was trying to do everything else. Um, And so right now it's going through a rebrand, which I'm very excited will be out or will be announced in January of all of the new looks and the new feel and the new website and everything like that. Um. But it's just been like a very exciting journey to actually create something that's my own, create something that like I came up with, you know what I mean? And sure, there's other media agencies out there. There's other brands that probably have the same exact things that I offer, have the same exact resources. But it's like, this is something that I truly love and that I feel like I can make an impact on other people's lives. And this kind of just like full circles back into the Guatemala trip was I think at the end of the day, reflecting on that is like, I just wanted to make an impact. And after starting the podcast and realizing that like, it was helping so many people, people would like send me DMs, random people being like, you helped me plan my first solo trip. Like listening to this episode was just like, so inspiring. I just booked the trip. Now I'm figuring the rest out and things like that. And that is like, that was my goal, you know, like goal achieved, no matter what happens with this business, no matter how like successful it gets or whatever happens. It's like, I know that I've made an impact and I'm going to try to continue to do that. So it's just been like a very soul filling feeling of having my own business, running my own company. And when we say we work 24 hours, to everybody else, sure, we're working 24 hours, like we're on our laptop all the time. But for me, I just feel myself like growing as I'm working, as opposed to being drained as I'm working. So I'm working on the website. And I know that that's gonna help me maybe get more clients or I'm working on the podcast, knowing that it'll inspire people or I'm working on the travel itineraries, knowing that's going to help somebody. And it's like, I don't really see it as work. So I always say that I work 24 hours, but I also don't work at all. You know, I just love, I love what I do. So I enjoy doing it. I love that you mentioned that because what I always say 
basically a reiteration of what you just said. What I always love to say is every day is the weekend for me and every day is a work day. I am always working and I am always living my best life and doing what I enjoy. And we are so blessed to be able to start our own business and have all of these resources to really get started and then create whatever lifestyle it is that we want from that. And I find that so much more rewarding as you do than working for somebody else in, you know, thinking of my past jobs and jobs that I did not like, I did not want to grow and expand in, but I thought that was really the only option at the time because I didn't know what else was out there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And also being at such a young age, I'm really at the point where I'm like, if it doesn't work, I'll try something else and I'll make that work. If that doesn't work, I'll try something else. You know what I mean? I'll take a year off or or I'll try something different. I think like people, especially 22, 23, just graduating college, it's very easy for us to slip into that like easy or comfort zone or easy lifestyle or whatnot because I was just talking to my boyfriend about it the other day, like getting a nine to five is fairly simple. You know what I mean? You get the job. That's probably the hardest part. And then you go into work five days a week, you have the weekend off and you do it again, you know, and at the end of the, at the end of the two weeks, at the end of whatever the week you get, you know, you get paid and it's like that, that's what it takes. Whereas for us running a business and traveling at the same time and trying to like do all of these things, it's a lot more work and it's a lot more time consuming, but I just, yeah, it's like, way more rewarding. Absolutely. So in you saying that, I have a question that keeps popping up into my mind is, have you faced any challenges or potential biases or has it only been all positives? I'm curious of your take on traveling as a nomad at such a young age. Most nomads are probably, I think before COVID, they were probably around the 30-ish mark. Now maybe it's like mid to late 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Right. You know, it's amazing. There's a huge age range, but I think probably your age range of being 22, 23 is probably not super common, what I would think as being a nomad. So have you experienced any challenges or biases or what are the positives you've experienced in that? Yeah. Um, I could probably go on with this question for a while. I think one of the biggest challenges has probably been the work travel balance. You know, I always like to say I integrate work into my life. So I work for two hours. I go out to eat for an hour. You know, I come back. I work on a couple of things. I'll go hang out with my family. I'll work on a couple of things. I'll do this. You know what I mean? So I try to integrate it into my like everyday life, like the plans that I have. I almost work around my plans as opposed to make my plans around work um but when I am traveling and working which right now it's I don't do long-term travel I'm planning that for next year um but I've pretty much just gone on like couple week trips here and there and come back home and it is very very exhausting and very like I feel like I'm being pulled in so many different directions because I do have to work you know what I mean I do have to I run a business you know what I mean I have to keep things going. I have, I'm the only one that is doing everything. Um, and I've found that that's been the biggest struggle of like finding time to work while I'm traveling, especially the short-term trips or the shorter trips, because I want to see everything as well. Um, I only started my like digital nomad work and travel, um, lifestyle around probably at the beginning of this year. Um, so I'm still like getting accustomed 
accustomed to telling people I can't go on the hike to the waterfall because I have to work, you know, and it sucks. But that's really why I want to implement more long-term travel into my like digital nomad lifestyle starting next year, because it just seems a lot more sustainable to be in one place for three months and then travel from there when I'm not working as opposed to being in the center of everything and wanting to do everything and have it feel rushed. And then maybe my work, the quality of my work won't be as good, or I might not have had the best experience because I'm trying to do everything. Um, So that's been the biggest challenge, the biggest like positive that's come out of working and traveling is the community aspect and the I don't want to necessarily say like the age group, but I actually like being the youngest person like in my friend group or with people that I'm traveling to traveling with because they've had so much more experience. So even if I'm not necessarily working as in like physically working on my website or physically working on my podcast, I'm still having these like very intelligent conversations with people who have been in the game a lot longer than me. Um, It's nice to have like a couple like 20s, 22, 23, 24 year olds around. Um, but I found myself really just enjoying talking to people in their thirties who have just done this longer. And it's like, okay, I can make it work. I can make mistakes and I'll be okay. You know, it's like almost a reassuring feeling. Yeah. I love that. I really like that you see the value in wanting to be the youngest person and wanting to surround yourself with people who know more. And I think that is such an important message for anyone. It doesn't matter what age you are. There's always somebody who's older and who knows more or is further in business. And that's always a learning and growing opportunity. Um, And I totally agree with what you said as well about the short trips. I sometimes do feel overwhelmed as well, because like you, I plan kind of my, I have my plans for the day or for the week. And then I like to plan my work around what else I am planning. So the short trips can be a little bit stressful, quite honestly, if it's just going to be like, usually I find a week in one location is a good sweet spot for me to see not everything, but most of the things. And then we'll extend the stay if we really enjoy it. But in you saying that, what is your one biggest tip or takeaway for time management and productivity while traveling? What would you say is your top tip to really maximize that? Yeah. Okay. So honestly, I feel like it all goes along with like what you enjoy or where you enjoy being. So for me, I did a two week um, trip to Hawaii where I was working on that trip. And my biggest motivation was actually working outside. Um, I was surrounded by palm trees. I just felt way more relaxed. And I honestly didn't really feel the stress of work while I was vacationing almost, you know. Um, So my biggest tip is just like trying to go someplace like peaceful or someplace you enjoy, whether it's on the porch, obviously you still need Wi-Fi, Um, but somewhere around where you can see the view of the mountains, you can see the palm trees, you can feel the sun, like you can hear the ocean, anything that is like, that brings you joy while you're working, I think is very important. I remember I lived in Chicago for the past year and the first couple months was just like horrible. I was inside all the time. It was dark at 3.30. It was cold. I couldn't go out. I didn't have too many friends because I just moved there. Um, and it was just like a very hard thing to get through the workday because I was just inside all day staring out at nothing. You know what I mean? Um, so I found when I work and travel or when I'm just working in general, I like to put myself in a place that like 
I'd enjoy it without work. So bringing work there, it's almost just like, um, it's almost just like I'm working while I'm enjoying my time. Yeah, that's a great tip. Um, I really like that to just kind of relax and yeah. chill and also be productive while you're at exactly. it. It's like, you are, it's like the epitome of working and traveling at the exact same time. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think people like put what they enjoy ahead of when they're working. They kind of separate the two. And of course, it's easy to get distracted, which is also why I added in a peaceful place because I also love being in the kitchen around everybody. You know what I mean? I love like being in the common space and having everyone talking, but you do have to work and you do, like you said, have to be productive. You can't just like, like I found myself sitting in front of my laptop for hours. I get one thing done because so much else is going around, uh, going on around me. Um, So making sure it's peaceful, but just something that like you're enjoying, you can like stop work for a second and like look around and appreciate where you are. I think that's important when you are working because it, can get stressful very easily yeah absolutely especially as nomads when we can be anywhere and we can be in a beautiful location why not maximize that and work and be super relaxed so I also wanted to talk to you about solo travel you are all about solo travel you love solo travel I would love to hear um you kind of explained where this started but I would love to hear more about your solo travel trips and especially as a female I think safety as a solo traveler is important and probably the top one or two things that every solo female traveler uh thinks about when they're thinking yeah. about going on a solo trip um and then how is your solo travel going today and have you gained a lot more confidence in solo traveling from when you started until now yeah okay so to start off with my previous solo trips um my first technically solo trip was Guatemala but it was a group trip so I was going by myself and that's what I recommend for people who are like on the fence it's like they want to you know build their confidence and have more independence of doing things on their own but they might not be able to plan a whole trip by themselves so group trips are really really fun really important and a lot of people go on group trips by themselves so it's a really easy way to make friends um but my second semi-solo trip was getting a seasonal job in at a ski resort in Colorado. So I'm originally from the Boston area. So this was pretty much across the country for me. And it was a big step um, in like my solo travel journey because I had no idea who was going to be there, but at least other solo travelers were going to be there. So that's why I say that's kind of like a semi-solo trip because the second I got there, everyone else was by themselves. So we all just kind of clicked. And like, that was the experience that I had where everybody around me was exactly like me. And I just knew that like, these are the people I want to surround myself with. These are the people I want to stay connected to. And this is the type of people that I aspire to be around every other solo trip in the future. Um, So that was amazing. I was there for a couple months. And again, like I never really felt lonely or unsafe during those two trips just because I was almost like already taken care of by the ski resort that was hosting us. We had uh, room and board and exchange for working. Um, And then the Guatemala trip was also planned by the school. So those were very like introductory solo trips, um, which were both amazing in their own ways. And then after that, this is like when the travel bug kicks in and I was like, all right, next trip. When am I, when am I going? When am I planning it? So I had wrote on my 
2021 in January 2021 bucket list that I wanted to go and do like a mini road trip in the like on the west coast kind of like the four corners California things like that and I was like oh I don't know if I want to do it by myself I had like texted a couple people that I was still in contact with from college and be like hey would you want to do this people had work you know how it is like this is why I always go back to solo traveling because when I do try it never works out and I always end up going by myself anyways but I've just learned to love it um so I planned this trip. I booked a ticket. I booked a round trip ticket to Phoenix, Arizona, rented a car from Phoenix and just literally drove to all through through all the different states. I went to Utah. I went to New Mexico. I went to California. I went to Nevada. I saw tons of national parks. Um, it was a very like holistic trip just because I was in nature more uh, like during that trip, I was in nature more than I had ever been in my whole life. You know, I'm in, again, like I said, like I pretty much have lived in a city my whole life. I moved to Chicago. Like I've always kind of been in that city or busy feeling lifestyle. And this was just like the most peaceful, like wholesome trip that I had gone on since starting my solo travel journey. Um, And it was scary. Like it was definitely scary. And it was my first like real, real solo travel trip. Um, I did everything by myself. I hiked by myself. Um, I stayed in hotels by myself. The, the tip with that, um, like safety on that trip was just like trusting my gut. So I know it sounds lame, but I didn't leave my hotel room after 8 PM. You know what I mean? I would go out to get dinner and I would go right back to my hotel room. Um, I stayed in hotels because I just felt safer. Um, what else? I rented a car. So I always had a, I always had like, I don't want to say a getaway, but you know what I mean? I always had like something, a reliable source of transportation. Um, in terms of hiking, that was probably my biggest fear because, you know, my mom sends me all these like missing people reports and stuff like that. And I was like, mom, you can't send that to me right before my trip. Um, but that was something I was pretty nervous about because I'm not a professional hiker. I just wanted to go see these, wanted to go see these mountains. And I had actually gotten lost on one of the hikes up to something called Devil's Bridge in Sedona, Arizona. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to walk back to my car and try to start over. And as I was walking back to my car, this like group of people that were my age were hiking and I, and I was like, okay, Sam, trust your gut. They seem cool. And this might not work every time. So I'm not recommending it, but I just said like, Hey, do you guys know how to get to devil's bridge? And they were like, Oh, follow us. Like we're, we're going up that way. I ended up hanging out with them for the rest of the day, went back to their hotel. We went in the pool, we had dinner together. Like it was a crazy, like, um, coincidence, but I just like had this feeling that like, okay, they're my age. They're a group of friends already and they kind of seemed like they were going to where I wanted to be. You know, they were in hiking gear and all of that stuff. So um, in that sense, when you are hiking, you do meet people along the way and you kind of just like join with them. I wouldn't necessarily say join like other solo hikers just because whatever, you never know. But like groups of people I think is like important, even families like I know it sounds weird, but it's just like follow a family and you'll be fine. You also don't necessarily have to like introduce yourself to them. You could just kind of stay near a group of people. And that's definitely a way to stay safe and also just do it during the day. I did my hike at like 8 a.m. So I wouldn't be stuck in the dark at all. Um, 
so yeah, that trip was amazing. Um, and you just kind of, like I said, you have to trust your gut. You have to like have that feeling of like, okay, if this doesn't feel safe, spend the money on an extra hotel room. You know what I mean? Spend the money on gas, spend the money on whatever you need to do. Because at the end of the day, that 50 bucks, that hundred bucks that you spend, if that's what your safety costs, you know, it's like, that's what you got to do. Um, and then my last most recent solo trip was to Hawaii, which was a couple weeks ago. And I actually stayed in hostels for these two weeks, which was very hard as a digital nomad because it's very easy to make friends and it's very easy to get distracted. Um, but I felt the most safe there because everybody was a solo traveler. So we literally just like hung out with people that were in our dorms and, um, I took work breaks here and there, but I definitely had like the most fun and I plan on staying in hostels for future trips because it's just like, it's the easiest way to feel like you're in a community without feeling alone at all, even though you went by yourself. Yeah, that's so interesting. And that's such a good tip. Thank you for sharing all yeah. of that knowledge. I know that was a lot. I, I know that was a very, very long answer to that, but no worries. That was awesome. Thank you. So yeah. my very last question for you, and thank you for sharing all of this information of what you've learned over the years of being a digital nomad, solo traveler, running a business. My last question is what is one thing or one takeaway that you have learned along your nomadic journey thus far? Hmm. Okay. Um, I would probably say it's never too early to start living your dream life. I feel like a lot of people push that off like as like a forties and fifties and sixties type of thing. And that kind of goes back to the first question of like why I didn't want to go that traditional route of working because I didn't want to enjoy my life at 60. I wanted to enjoy it now. Um, and I am just a very big believer in like, like um, appreciating the present and loving where you are now and not like constantly looking for something new because I had caught myself in like a period of time where I was just like unsatisfied with everything I was doing. And even when I was hitting certain goals or going certain places, I still felt like I needed more. Whereas now I'm like, I am living my 22 year old dream life. You know what I mean? Like, as a 20 year old, I look at my life now and I'm like, my life is how I want it to be right now. Am I saying it's my 30 year old's dream life? Definitely not. I'm going to look back at this time and be like, oh my God, Sam, what were you doing? Blah, blah, blah. But right now I just think like, I personally love to do things when I think of them. You know what I mean? I love to just like take action when I feel necessary, you know? And so when I say that, I don't necessarily mean don't plan for the future or don't think of things that could um, like help with your growth in the future, but really enjoying the present and doing things for yourself and doing things that will make yourself happy now is a very, very important thing to remember because it's really easy to get caught up in this societal like almost autopilot feeling of doing the same thing every day so I just think it's really important to like enjoy the present and yeah just live live the life that you've always wanted now as opposed to waiting five years for that to happen because five years goes by very quickly and then that might not be the case at that point totally I completely agree and you know it's kind of maybe not the best to say but it's true like 
you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen next week or next year. So why not live your dream lifestyle, your lifestyle redesigned, as you would say, why not start that now? And not saying that that's something that is easy. That's definitely a challenge to a, first of all, figure out what you even want. What does your dream lifestyle look like? It looks different for everybody. And then actually going after it and pursuing it. But it's so worthwhile. It's so worth it. You and I and many others all know that. Um, But I think, you know, the best time to start is really now. Exactly. Exactly. We just, we get so caught up in this, like, what's going to happen next week? What, What about this? What about this? If we're not taking the action now, that's the important step that I like that you mentioned of like, I plan out what, how I want my life to look, but if I'm not doing anything to actually make that happen, then it won't, you know what I mean? And not to say that it's like we said, not to say that it's easy and it is a very, um, it is a very big privilege to be able to just drop everything and be able to do what you want. Absolutely. And I will always say that, that like, I feel very privileged to be able to run my own business and travel at the same time. And it hasn't always been a privilege of mine, but I've kind of created that life for myself. And I think that everybody is definitely capable of doing so. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for being on the show today. I really appreciate your insight, telling us more about your story, how you started and how you got to where you are today, which is really incredible. So thank you for being on the show. Well, I hope you gained quite a bit from this episode with Sam. It was definitely very eye-opening for me to be a digital nomad at such a young age is really interesting what she has had to go through, the challenges she has faced to really get to where she is today. When I think back when I was 22, I was still living in Canada and just thinking about how I could leave Canada. So It's really admirable that she knows the direction that she wants to go in life and has no problem working hard to get there. If you have any questions for myself or for Sam, all of our links are below in the show notes, and I will see you next week for another episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast.